Hello? Is there someone there? Oh, there is. Oh my goodness. You, your presence is as is, is as a mouse. I didn't even know you were there. Uh, you're not. You're not like a mouse. You're like a human being. Even more so, you are a human being. So far as I can tell. I don't know. You might be an alien intruder of some sort. An interloper from a different space than our own. I, I don't know what I'm talking about. Listen, you know where you are? I mean, I assume you probably know where you are. It, a great many people will walk into a bar without looking at the name of it. I mean, and that's uh, that's not wise. That You know, you could be, what if the bar is called the, the Hell Pit Full of Needles? I mean, that might just be a, a fanciful name, but uh, it might not be. The bar might be called uh, Not for Certain Types of People. And then you know, oh, this isn't somewhat... This isn't isn't a place that I should uh, be a customer to. No, you are not in some place of which the uh, name of the business should be a concern to you. But even even so, you have the right to know. The name of this business is Jefferson Avenue Way Station. Why is it called that? Um. Well, because the street, uh, you know, of which the uh, the address of this business lies on is uh, called Jefferson Avenue. It's in uh, New York City, somewhere. You know, you found it, so you know you you are presumably, or pre- yeah, presumably walking down the street, and you found this little pub, and you. I'm guessing you didn't look up at the title. You just looked. You peered in through the foggy windows and thought, maybe they serve a beverage here. And I knew I knew I was right there. And we do serve a beverage here. It's called Mac Adams Beer. It's called Mac Adams Beer because the man who brews it is named Mac Adam. Which I guess back in the day that used to mean son of Adam. You know, the son of Adam is Seth, but I don't think the man who brews this is, I don't think his given name is Seth. A lot of people don't know that. They say, where did human beings come from if uh, Cain murdered Abel and uh, Cain, you know, went on to form some uh, enemy state to the rest of the biblical characters? Well, that's because they had a third son named, as I said, Seth, which not a very popular name. Uh, and a lot of people will meet people named Seth, and they'll say, "Are you the Egyptian god of destruction?" And they have to say, "No, no, <laughs> no." A lot, a lot of people are named after uh, Egyptian gods. Even Horus—that's not—that's not the Egyptian god Horus. That's—I uh, don't know. I think that's some sort of French name. Who knows? Horus. <laughs> no, that's uh, that. No, we're not. We don't do any. Uh, adult jokes here. We just serve beer. And when I say we, I don't have any employees. I am self-employed. And my employee is employed by himself. We are a, a, a confederacy of one human being just talking to himself and 
running around and he uh, he runs up the stairs said hey who's there and i and then he turns around and said it's me it's me it's you it's you it's me and it becomes very confusing after a while uh you know and why does this person do it they're confused they're lonely they're afraid so they pretend that they're in company and i feel like you probably feel this way certain times because you are a human being again i'm not certain of that you could possibly be the first non-human sapient creature ever discovered by a human being and even that even if you were i wouldn't be certain that you were the first one discovered by a human being people don't communicate all the time so they might not tell you if uh, they've seen a you know an alien creature with at least human level intelligence anyway you are here to drink mac adams beer and i and and believe it or not the only reason i'm here is to serve mac adams beer to folks like you what do i mean folks like you well i mean people that are suspected of being alien interlopers no, i'm just kidding i mean people who walk through that door who are enticed by the sign or by the little post that says 10 ounces for 10, uh, or no, I got that completely wrong. $10 for 10 ounces. Although ounces used to be, used to mean a dollar amount. They used to imply a dollar amount. The term shekel uh, means a certain weight of silver. That's why the uh, the Israelis use uh, the currency shekel. Well, the the reason is because it was you know talk, talked about in the Bible. It's been the the currency forever. I could presume, even back to the Paleolithic era. Well, probably not. They probably didn't have that word. Language evolves so quickly, and so does your own brain. Your own brain. Uh, will completely consume itself and give birth to itself every few minutes, so you are never the same soul. You are completely replicating yourself every second, destroying and replicating yourself. You are your own swamp man, and you cannot be sure of your continuity of consciousness. Can you be sure that the person who was awake yesterday was you? Now, I'm, I'm making this all up as I go along, and I still haven't served you a, a glass of Mac Adams beer. One moment, please. There you are. Easy. There you go. Now, before you drink it, smell it. What do you smell? That's right, nothing. The lack of effervescence in this beer means that very little of it uh, is dissolved as an aerosol into the air. I didn't have to say dissolved into the air because that's what aerosol means. But given that, that there are very little, few droplets uh, being propelled into the atmosphere from that beer, you're not going to smell much of the liquid itself. It is somewhat of a, uh, its volatility is uh, in question, I would say. And uh, you would wonder why, because it's an alcoholic beverage, and alcohol is a very volatile substance. I learned that yesterday because I put 
um, ha- uh, alcohol-based hand sanitizer on my hands in the freezing weather. My hands instantly froze into ice blocks. It was a bad idea. I, I, you, you see these fleshy hands right now? There's someone else's hands. Oh, I just hit my head on the, on the uh, counter real quick uh, because I had a spinal reaction uh, because of these hands, which are not my, my own. I'd get the icy hands sawn off. And someone who just died in a car accident, had to, they cut that guy's hands off and put them on me. And I think some of that man's consciousness is imprinted in those hands. And I'm going to have to, I'm, I'm going to have to fight a, uh, a lengthy soul battle to maintain control of my body. And next, uh, you know, uh, next week I might be speaking with another man's voice. Or um, the dead man. No, I'm not. I'm not gonna do that. No, he's he's dead forever. Thank God. That horrible man. I I don't know. I don't know if he was bad. He could he could be any type of person at all. So a person who gets in a car accident is of varying moral character. They could either be you know someone who was driving aggressively and so met their end. Uh, with the person whose, you know, aggressions they vented themselves on. Or they could be someone who is driving very, <coughs> very, uh, what am I trying to say? Very kindly, very appreciably. And someone else was aggressive towards them. and They didn't know how to behave towards that person, so they allowed for that aggression and it wasn't enough they made themselves vulnerable and then they died what i'm saying is that anybody can get in a car accident don't judge unfortunately insurance companies will judge if you get in a car accident i i don't know much about it. i don't drive I, I just figure that you probably have to pay a lot of money if you get in a car accident in some manner or another, medical bills, uh, repairs, whatnot. Uh, you just you ha- you kind of have to fork over the you know the fruits of your labor just for existing, don't you? You have to give over your shekels and your ounces just for being there in the universe. You can't go into space where you know presumably there wouldn't be any, uh, you know taxes to pay up there and reason being is because you need to breathe oxygen nitrogen argon a little a little tiny bit of carbon dioxide you need to breathe that special uh, cocktail of airs constantly or you will die instantly not instantly unfortunately unfortunately for the man who's exposed to the vacuum of space uh, you won't die instantly. You'll sort of you'll start to look like a, a blobfish out of water, and then you'll die as slowly as the blobfish dies. The blobfish is a very macabre uh, visage, I'd say, because he's not a blob most of the time. He's actually very he's a very physically fit fish. 
He's a, he can stand right up and start fighting you. He's like the archetypal British World War II soldier who, who's ready to fight for the right, fight the Nazis, you know. But he can only do it really in, in the Mariana Trench. Uh, anywhere else, he'll uh, totally fall apart. Just like a British soldier in World War II. The, the similarity is striking. That was nonsensical. I'm sorry. Listen, it's been a long night. Even though it's not night, it's, uh, it is, what is the time? It's one o'clock in the afternoon. The ideal hour, I'd say. When you say one o'clock in the afternoon, what do you mean? You mean one o'clock p.m. But when you say 12 noon, is that 12 p.m. or a.m.? There is considerable disagreement here. You'd think that being, I don't know what, I don't, I don't know what to think about it. Uh, do you hear the sounds behind me? Those are the sounds of the city. The city has a background radiation of sounds, a consistent atmosphere of just strange noises, and I've totally forgotten about them. I rarely sit down and let the sounds flow through me like uh, some, like, you know, a, a hail of bullets, because that's what it feels like a lot of the time. Although I don't know what a hail of bullets feels like. We often talk about it, but no one could really say, yeah, that certainly feels like a hail of bullets, and they wouldn't be, they wouldn't be honest about it. Oh, and there's, uh, there's the morning dove. A very dainty bird to be living in New York City, don't you think? They they don't seem like they're tough enough to uh, rub shoulders with pigeons or starlings or those tiny little adorable sparrows. They seem very, uh, very cultured birds. They're, they're birds that if you were to transform them into a human being, they would almost invariably turn into old women or old men. Just very fragile people. And I, I do see them as people. I see every single animal as a person. Uh, sometimes as a person that I don't, whose you know, value I don't rate very high. I'm, I'm sorry. I do have a, a prejudice in which I've, I, uh, I value human beings more than I do animals. And I and I also value human beings that I know personally more than I ones I don't know personally, unfortunately. I and I know that's not fair. That's one I actually that prejudice that I just mentioned, in which I value the ones I know more than I the ones I don't, that is one that I actively try to controvert. Or subvert, I think is the better term. But uh that is uh that's one that everyone should we should all recognize that there are people we don't know and we should accept their existence and respect their existence and try not to kill them i think would be a good thing let's not you got to try really hard in this life not to murder people it might seem like a simple thing you might think i'm not doing anything right now i'm not killing anybody well you might be 
the all the money that you pay on April, that might be used to kill people. So you actually have to run fast to stay in the same place. I've heard that somewhere. I never read um, Alice in Wonderland, but I've been told about the Red Queen paradox. And just like the fact that you have to run constantly to stay in place, you have to move very rapidly and exert a lot of energy to just not commit horrible atrocities. That's the way it is. I know I know you seem tired of the prospect. You think I I I live a, a Janus life. I I have a you know a fil- I have a little sheet over my mouth so I don't breathe in bacteria and kill them. I only eat the fruit that's fallen from trees. I I step lightly and carefully as not to step on any bug and kill them. It's not enough. You have to be very active and very vigilant in order to commit no atrocities. And sometimes even then it's not enough. It seems like it's impossible to be a human being and not commit atrocities. And that's, now that I'm saying that, I'm realizing that it's not true at all. It is actually incredibly easy not to be a murderer. What do you do? Well, um, maybe I'm oversimplifying it, but you just don't murder. You don't murder and you don't behave unkindly because sometimes you can kill somebody by being unkind to them. Sometimes uh, you can convince someone to murder themselves just with a, a choice selection of words. Or if you're uh, that character from uh, Sunset Limited, you can uh, you can convince somebody that life isn't worth living just by trying to convince them that life is worth living. You see, I didn't read this play or see it, so I can't tell you. I can't tell you the end of it. I don't want to spoil it, uh, but everybody dies at the end. Sorry, both of them die. Both of those guys... Um, die because the um, the apartment they live in uh, melts. I don't know why. It's it's very odd. It, it it sort of melts like a treacly substance, and then they find themselves melting. And it's and there's no reason why it should. It seems to be this sort of oily reduction process, in which they all sort of become this goop. And then the, the you see the landscape around them starting to melt too. And it's this odd sort of oily apocalypse that happens around this book. And you slowly, you quit, when you see that, you quickly close the book. And you think, can it, can it spread from the fiction of the pages? This weird, this weird plague in which all matter turns into goop. And then you lay awake at night thinking this. And it's ridiculous, but... So many things happen that are ridiculous that you don't know you don't know what's possible anymore. I'm telling you right now, you're not going to turn into oily goop. I promise you that. I mean, I can't really promise you that, but I'm fairly sure you're not going to turn into goop. So please don't worry about it. Um, I worry about you, though. Uh, I mean, I mostly worry about... Oh, you know, people have been so good about this. Thank you. Uh, $10. That's very nice. 
people have been very good about paying for the beer. And I shouldn't, uh, sometimes I expect tips, but I've begun to realize that I shouldn't expect tips. I'm the only, I'm the, I'm the only one running this business here. Uh, so I, I really, all the money's going to me and the man who brews this beer. And uh, I don't think he really deserves any tips at all. He's a bad man. And I somewhat regret that uh, the required me having to do business with him. I should probably be fighting actively against all of his prejudices, but I'm afraid that he wouldn't want to do business with me anymore if that happened. I wouldn't have this delicious beer anymore. Anyway, well, you have fun at the county fair today. It is the ideal hour, uh, uh, 1 o'clock, when all the rides are open and uh, they're still serving lemonade. And I don't know if you want lemonade right now. It's freezing outside. But enjoy yourself. Get a caramel apple. Uh, try not to break your teeth on it. Again, it's freezing outside. And um, I will see you next week. This is Jefferson Avenue Way station.